0: Hello, everybody, and welcome, our esteemed viewers, property enthusiasts, real estate connoisseurs, homeowners, and architecture and design lovers. Welcome to another episode of our video podcast. Now, have you ever tried selling a used car? You give it a good wash, you polish it, fix any dings, and ensure it purrs like a kitten, right? That's because you want to get the best price possible. Well, our homes aren't that much different. When it comes time to sell, we must give our properties a similar shine and tune up. But instead of a car wash and an oil change, we're talking about renovations, remodels, and all things home improvement. In today's episode, we shall explore the nuanced complexities of the seemingly simple question how does one add value to their home before selling it? Indeed, it's a query that sparked many a debate among homeowners and real estate professionals alike. Here we go. It's week four of May, 2023. We are Fox and Associates, Toronto's most innovative and active brokerage in central downtown Toronto. We aren't here to regurgitate boring stats. You can find those anywhere. We are here to share what we see going on in the Toronto real estate market in real time on a weekly basis, so you can be in the know and make informed decisions. If you're interested in getting an up-to-the-moment opinion on what's happening in Toronto real estate right now and learning about what's going down, boots on the ground before it becomes a stat, then you're in the right place. My name's Ian Busher. I'm a broker with the FM team. Keep her number handy. This is Corey Marin, in-house hype girl, resident expert, listing broker, and a good man to know, Mr. Ralph Fox, our analytical, investor-driven macro picture watcher. We do this every week. Hit the subscribe button and join us for the latest update every seven days. All right, let's get into it. Today, we shall delve into the maze of property value enhancement, sharing industry secrets and dissecting some clients' smart and not-so-smart paths towards profitable property selling. So whether you're a seasoned homeowner, planning to sell, an aspiring house flipper, or simply someone who appreciates the delicate blend of architecture and economics, we invite you to stay with us on this enlightening journey. Let's start by discussing how much you should spend on pre-sale upgrades, repairs, or renovations Mm -hmm. before going to market. Let's start here. Is there a fixed amount that universally applies in downtown Toronto for the highest return on investment? Ralph, I'm coming your way. What do you think about this one?
1: I think a lot of things. But at a high level, just to kick us off here, I think there's two real important things to keep in mind when you structure your thoughts prior to considering uh, upgrading your home, going to market. The first one would be getting an understanding of the current market value of your home. And you would do this as real estate professionals do by looking at past comparable sales within a reasonable time period, ideally a couple months maximum, of similar type properties. And then you do plus or minus based on the condition of your property and uh, the pros and cons to it relative to the other recent sales. And once you've established that range of value, because it's always more of a range, you then need to start to look at, okay, well, incrementally, how can we increase our the, the potential value or sale price of our home by doing upgrades. Now the key thing to keep in mind is is that not all upgrades are equal. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we have seen potential sellers prior to going to market um do things that don't get a very strong return of investment, ROI, or sometimes even we see them do things that are outright stupid. <laughs> and they end up losing value or actually losing money on the money that they've invested in the home hoping for a return. It's not a one-size-fits-all, and every house and every market and every location is different from one another. But I think it's really important just to understand the value, the current value of your home and what you're trying to achieve by doing upgrades And by doing those upgrades, what the return on investment or the ROI could be. And you have to sort of put on a bit of a business hat. And I think it's very difficult, uh, no matter how sophisticated for a seller to do this on their own. And it's really important to have uh, somebody or some bodies who understand market and market complexities who can advise them uh, on the best return on their investment when getting their property to market. And that's why Um, before you really start considering doing anything, you should really be talking to your real estate agent, your trusted real estate advisor, for them to give you feedback on how you can maximize the ROI on your property.
2: Yeah, 100%. So I definitely think that sellers shouldn't over-improve their property before going to market, because I think that that's what a lot of sellers think they need to do. So Over improving. And then I think a lot of sellers don't understand the nuance necessarily that some less expensive upgrades and some minor fixes can have a huge cost benefit. And so we'll get into this when we talk about what we feel are some of the big areas to get that return on investment when we start breaking that down later in the episode. Um, But there are some quick, uh, cheap and dirty tricks out there that are exceptional in terms of showcasing your home at its highest and best without having to dig out a basement or put in a new kitchen or, you know, rehaul an entire washroom. So we are very, very strategic when it comes to our sellers in this very specific area of preparing the home for sale. And I think most of the time we're talking sellers out of over upgrading versus talking them into it. So I just wanted to add those couple points in terms of ROI do you have anything you wanted to add about ROI at all?
0: What I see sometimes is people trying too hard to find their specific buyer and do something so targeted and so specific that that they they think everybody's going to love if I install this crazy tech system like a lawn oh, yeah. and this and that. I'm going to put a hot tub in the backyard. Everybody <laughs> loves it. Not, not everybody loves a hot tub. Not no. everybody loves the latest style of tile. I would say... Uh, Go neutral. And the reason being is really what you're trying to do is, is do something that will appeal to the largest demographic possible mm-hmm. rather than targeting one particular buyer. So that should help you keep prices down because you're not going crazy uh, with your guessing. I think the other thing to consider too is, you know, how will those upgrades impact the things that we need for marketing, the video, the photos? So, how well will those elements showcase once we have our professionals in there doing the things that we need so it might be a crazy crazy brilliant tile to you but you know when you open that photograph does it look like you you're on some sort of crazy trip right, right? so uh, i think keeping that in mind as well is an important thing to do
2: yeah the marketing collateral and how things photograph knowing that everyone's searching yeah. digitally like for example red does mm-hmm. not photograph well as like a wall color or if it's a pattern in a carpet or red pillows, they just don't pick up well. So that's like a good example of not selecting something that might not translate well over to your marketing to collateral or to your digital pieces. So I definitely 100% think sellers and their agent should be considering what how it's packaged and how it's going to look from a marketing lens 100%.
0: Yeah, and going back to Ralph's earlier point, I can't say it enough. Don't. Do all the things you want to do, and then contact your your real estate professional. Get them involved in the process from the get go. Help them help you save money and make
1: better choices. Right? Yeah.
2: 100%. Don't go it alone.
1: Get yep. get other opinions. Yeah.
2: Yep. Ralph, anything yep. else on this ROI?
1: One thing I want to build on with both of uh, what uh, what you guys have touched upon is oftentimes we do when we get called and we don't always get the call, but when we do get the call beforehand, we often have to hold our clients back. And I think it's almost like they've watched too many episodes of Homes on Homes and they're like, <laughs> love it or list it, probably a better example. And they're like, this is my moment. We can go in guns a-blazing. We can go in under high pressure. I can write a big check. It's be totally cool. I'm ready to go. I've been in this house for five years. I know exactly what I always wanted to do, but now I have a reason to do it and a time deadline. Let's go. And it's like, put your checkbook down, put your phone down, put (laughs) your phone down. Put your line of credit away. (laughs) Exactly. Take a deep breath and let's really think this through. And that's often what we're there to be, that that voice of reason. And so when we look at a property, we really are looking for a ratio. Uh, in my mind, it's always a minimum of three to one. And as soon as I say that to one of our clients or a potential seller, it gives them context because what I'm saying is, for every dollar that you spend, we want to see a $3 return. Mm-hmm. Now, it's very difficult to classify that on a spreadsheet, but it's a very good way to articulate How we're trying to be strategic with the upgrades that we make, the money that we spend. And we're always trying, it's a less is less is more type of scenario. And so the less you spend and the harder the ROI we can get on what you spend, that's how you're gonna win. And that's why you're working with somebody who's gonna help guide you through that. It's a really good way to sort of understand what we're trying to achieve uh, right off the bat.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think a good way to think about this as a buyer or a seller is when you look at new construction. So a custom build and the builder has gone to the nines on finishes and flooring and hardware selection, tiling, and then you see the price tag. Sometimes they don't necessarily mirror the street or the neighborhood and you Mm -hmm. know that the builder is trying to recoup costs with Mm -hmm. the price tag on the home and that's when you know that they've overspent on their build. And we all know that it's almost impossible to stay within budget when you're doing a renovation, let alone a custom built house. But when there's an overspend from the builder's lens, then you know, you always see that translate to the list price. And those properties often sit for a very long time. And I'll look at them on, I'm like, they look look kind of pretty, but they look really expensive for the area. Like, And you know Mm -hmm. exactly what's going on. So it's it's a similar analogy in terms of just understanding about being humble with what you do to your home before you go to market.
0: Absolutely. I think those ones you're speaking of, and I showed one of those today, Corey, Yeah, where a builder has picked up a little tiny um, teardown of a bungalow and built a 5,000 square foot. Everything's embossed in gold and glittery. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and it's the only one on the street yet to yes. look like that. And yeah, they're asking for 2.5 and it's it's just... It's a little too much too soon. It's over-gentrified yes. way too fast. And they want to pull their profit out of that. So, totally. And people are not biting.
1: And an even bigger problem is, is, and it happens at all price points, but, you know, I was out with a client and a good friend of mine, and we were looking at a 3 to $4 million range. And we're like, wow, that's a real, like, the house is really nice. And I know they spent a lot, but, like, I'm going to have to spend thirty or $40,000 to rip out these countertops because they're way too masculine and heavy and dark and I want something lighter and space to feel lighter. And so once you start spending a lot of money on finishes, you start to run the risk of actually being counterproductive
2: and turning totally. off your clientele. Mm-hmm. Totally, 100%. Yeah. And Toronto buyers are not that, posh that way if that makes sense like that super luxe slick look where the home has been stripped of its character and it's like very glossy and a little like you know selling sunset vibes going mm-hmm. on isn't mm-hmm. really the Toronto buyer'
1: not selling sunset
2: <laughs> it's just not the it's Toronto so buyer realistic.
1: it's so it's so like realistic yeah it's yeah. totally realistic so Long-Town, Toronto
2: But I think that the buyer in Toronto, it doesn't really speak to our marketplace very well. Like I think people really want heart and soul in their homes. And so when they are stripped and then all those glossy finishes go in and you see the gold trim and some like, you know, chandeliers and like, it's just a little bit like, uh, you know, much music video kind of vibes. Mm -hmm. I don't feel like that speaks to the buyer pool. Yeah, bling. That's the word I'm looking at. Bling is not our buyer here. So, for any builders listening to this, we don't do bling here. We do like subtle lux. We
1: we don't do purple ceiling lights, like in coffered ceilings. Yeah. Yeah. We just don't do that. (laughs) We don't. I want a comfortable place, a comfortable place to watch TV with the family.
0: Yeah. No LED, changeable LED lighting in the crown molding.
2: No. Save that.
0: Save that for your Lamborghini.
2: I've seen that a lot, actually, in those new builds. Yeah, My like, God, this I wonder, is terrible. Like Coming a, a
1: trend or a scourge, I don't know, but it doesn't belong in the four one six. It does not belong.
0: <laughs> I'd like to throw out one more thing here too before we move on. Yeah, which sure. Which is the possibility that, in speaking to your real estate professional, maybe it doesn't make any sense to do anything to your home at all. Can we briefly talk about the as-is condition? where they're saying, you know, you go to meet someone and they're like, I th- I'm thinking about replacing the tile here in the front hall before we go to market. And it's like, the buyer for this home is going to tear it down. Like, it would be, it they're going to build a new house on this lot or they're going to do such a massive renovation that you yeah. won't even recognize it. Let's save you money by not doing anything at all and basically mm-hmm. put it out there because someone wants the lot. They don't want this this shack, sorry. But, you know that I think that needs to be said too. Sometimes no upgrade is really going to help your, oh my gosh. your bottom line.
2: Totally. Right? Like when it's a shell of a property like that. So I totally agree. So if it's a tear down, do nothing. Sell so as is, yes. whereas. Yes, Yeah. And then if it's a home where you're going to preserve the home's character. So like an old Victorian with like beautiful mm-hmm. moldings and high ceilings and maybe some like gorgeous, you know, uh, woodwork or, or something like that or um, beautiful paneling that you might want to preserve in those cases i love when the property is presented and this is the how we would do it everything it's it's everything is decluttered so there's no furniture it's clean top to bottom and then it's painted mm-hmm. you know a fresh white and it just it's like an it's like a blank canvas like a gallery of potential mm-hmm at that stage Mm -hmm. and it photographs beautifully it feels airy and big and then this is where you can steal the buyer's hearts because they're they can see the potential when it's yeah
1: Yeah, when it's listed just like that
2: yeah so i love that so yeah Yeah. i do agree totally there's the sell it just don't do anything and then there's that Mm -hmm. sort of hybrid where you've got to declutter it clean it fresh paint that's it Photograph mm. beautifully. And then you're like, potential in this property. And then there's the next stages after that. It's a really good point. Thanks for bringing that up, Ian.
0: Yeah, no problem. It, I think it needs to be said sometimes that it's like, the amount that this is going to take, you don't want to put into it, but somebody else will. Yeah. Let's clean it up and show it as a blank canvas.
2: Yes. Right?
1: And often that will happen in homes where somebody's lived in it for 40 years or in the state sale. Mm-hmm. And so you know one of the things that I found is if if you have an older house where no work has really been done on it for forty years, the foundations might be fine, like structurally, you know it's probably in great shape, it probably has character. but if you then all of a sudden throw down some tile, it makes everything around it even seem older and more run down true, and it starts to really play tricks with your eyes and so in those type of situations it's far better to just sell the property as is and let the market, the open market, determine its value because there are many ways to value these type of properties.
2: So I have an idea for you guys, if you guys are open to it. Yeah, bring it. So we knew which topic we're going to talk about today, which is what improvements will you get the highest ROI on your home before you sell? What do those look like? And I thought that I'd reach out to our team, ask for a bunch of ideas. And then I thought I would bring back our random generator. So what the random generator is. Know, I know you guys are excited, but I was like, let's bring this is the perfect time to bring back the random generator. And what I've done is I've tossed in everyone's ideas for different areas for home improvements or enhancements. And I thought I would select at random some of these um, ideas and we can discuss them and break them down so that our listeners can get an idea of what we feel as uh, experienced brokers in the downtown market uh, feel are good investments or not. And I think because we have so many ideas to review, we should try to keep our thoughts tight on each of them. And then at the Mm -hmm. very end of this, I think each of us contribute what we feel would be like our top top if you had a limited budget. How does that sound?
1: Sounds amazing. Sounds awesome. And one thing I'd like to go on the record is saying, I friggin' love the random generator. (laughs) And we've had so (laughs) much feedback and private comment. Like the last time we did the random generator, my DM just blew up. (laughs) So I'm totally ready to do it again. I know for those of you out there who are watching it, I can feel the excitement building. For those of you who have been here before, <laughs> and for those of you who haven't, you're in for a real special treat. Well, it's here, awesome. right? Awesome. The random Aww. generator.
2: Look yeah, at all wow. these topics. Look at that. Love Look at that. Generator. I know. We need
0: a top hat. for the, <laughs> we do. Yeah, yeah, a blingy top hat with the purple Bling. light around the yeah.
2: Yes, oh. I love that. The theme of today. Okay let's get into these topics. Let's try to keep everything really tight. I just want our listeners to get a big overview of a lot of these ideas and then we'll summarize everything at the end. So I'm going into the random Perfect. generator.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Doing this thing.
0: Like making a nest. <laughs> <Make> it, <laughs> yeah, Making a little nest.
2: Okay, I'm going to toss this first one to Ralph. All right. Do you do a full kitchen renovation or just minor upgrades?
1: Uh, so I wanted that one. Prefer- do you want it in? You know, no, no, I'm just, I'm just kidding. I'm that. just, i always wanted to say that. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, generally, less is more in most instances. Uh, if you can avoid doing the renovation, hundred uh, percent, and either it's generally an as-is or a small spruce upgrade, uh, and that's where you will get the best ROI. So, kitchen hardware, maybe five hundred bucks, seven fifty, a thousand, something like that. Countertops can run you a few thousand depending upon the quality that you're getting without going too crazy. Um, So, And backsplash, never too expensive. That's more labor than uh, than, um, materials. So lots of great things that you can do to make your kitchen get a full um, makeover without really breaking the bank. And so that's always the route we choose to go. Uh spending twenty to thirty thousand dollars on a new kitchen is not the right way to go, generally speaking, in most instances, and it's better to just price that in with the sale of the home. But if you can make an you know, a twenty year old kitchen feel like brand new and you can do it with not a lot of time, money, or energy, then I say go with it.
2: You should consider painting your kitchen cabinets. And I just yeah. really love the idea. Uh, it works so well and it photographs so well. You paint the lowers like a dark color, like black or dark navy, and then you paint the uppers white, change the hardware, maybe change the countertop, but you don't even need to do that. And a little staging and styling in the kitchen goes a long way.
1: Ian, and a nice faucet can make a like a statement faucet yeah. in the right positioning,
0: big time. Yes. Ian? I was just going to add that sometimes uh, time is of the essence too. So replacing your kitchen can take a month and some of these oh things that gosh. we're talking about oh, can be done in a longer. few days, right? Yeah. So yeah, if you're in a rush, do not replace the kitchen. It's another reason. No. Totally.
2: Next in the generator, Ian, this one's for you. What about a basement renovation?
0: What kind of basement renovation are we talking about?
2: Are you going to dig it out? Are you? What if it's like unfinished? Mm-hmm. Are you going to dig it out? Are you going to finish it? What are you going to do down I, there?
0: No, no, I wouldn't do that. I think you're trying to take a big guess on what the next person's going to use it for. Mm-hmm. This one almost kind of falls into that thing that I was talking about where if you have an unfinished basement already, clean it up, paint it, paint the floor if it helps, paint the walls. If it's if it's not really that inviting, just leave it for the next person's imagination. Call the unfinished basement an Unfinished Basement, but mm-hmm. show it as well as you can.
2: 100%.
1: Under- yeah, I think the, the only thing with basements really that I would thinking about is if there's any potential issues because if there's ever a real concerning issue in a house, generally it's in the basement. So if there's any moisture issues or if there's like a little structural crack or something like that, Mm -hmm. really good to get a home inspection report done and then or even in, in some cases an engineer report so that you know that everything's okay or sometimes if there are minimal cosmetic things that can be done at minimal expense, uh, those can be quite wise uh, as in terms of getting ahead of things without having to dig out a basement or ledge a basement or do anything crazy like that. You just don't want to go there because you ain't getting any return on that.
2: No, you are not. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it can be actually a benefit to the buyer if everything's exposed and their inspector can see everything and it doesn't look yeah. like anything's hidden. So a lot of buyers actually prefer an unfinished basement for that reason because everything's out there in the open for them and not covered up behind drywall.
0: Yeah, your buyer may not need that space. You didn't need that space because you didn't do anything with it, and your buyer may not need it either. So, totally.
2: All right, random generator. Ralph, I know you feel passionate about this topic, so I'm tossing this to you. Custom closets or built in closets?
1: I think that's just a huge way to add value. Storage is a really big thing in Toronto, regardless of the size of the home. And the more storage, the better. There are different ways you can go about doing it. You can go. The inexpensive route or the super expensive route, uh, listing your property for sale, definitely the inexpensive route would be the recommendation. And there's companies out there that do a pretty good job with pretty quick turnarounds. The more storage you have, the better off you're going to be, the more appeal you're going to have to a buyer it's generally not that expensive and it's a great way to add value and get a great ROI.
2: Yes. And if you're going to focus Mm -hmm. on one room of the house to do this, you start in the primary and then work outwards.
1: Yep.
0: And oh my gosh, if you are (laughs) painting the whole house and not doing those closets, for the love of God, send your painter into the closet to clean that space up too. I can't tell you the number of homes I show where the bedroom looks great and you open that door and it's an old rusty um, (laughs) rod And like a piece of wood from 1810 that has been, you know, like just finish the... If you can't do a custom built-in, at least clean it up. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 Get rid of that singed wallpaper from 1840. Exactly.
0: Yeah. And all the marks from all the hangers that have been in there for the past 40 years.
2: Yeah. What we always do with our staging in closets when they're not finished in like with a built-in or a custom closet like California closets is we'll just put wooden hangers with like all white t-shirts hanging into the closet and just looks so lovely and fresh when the buyer opens the closet and it can make mm. a small closet actually kind of have a hotel kind of vibe. So that's a little secret for sellers out there as well. White t-shirts and wooden hangers. All right, random generator. Oh, okay. This is a good one. What about kitchen and bathroom hardware,
0: Ian? Well, I think Ralph kind of already touched on this one in the full kitchen reno. Yeah, absolutely. Hardware is plentiful, inexpensive. Yes. It is a, a very quick and easy way to contemporize an older cabinet or medicine cabinet or, or vanity. So yeah, absolutely. I think that's, you know, with a coat of paint and some new hardware, something can look completely different and 100% better. So yes.
1: 100%. And I'd just like to make a little plug here. (laughs) Uh, My sister, Shane, has a hardware company. So if you're looking for a little bit of a level up for kitchen and bathroom hardware, look up Shane Fox Hardware and just mention my name. (laughs) And tell her I told you to go to her website. I'm sure she'll give you some type of a discount.
2: You don't have a discount code ready to go, Ralph? (laughs) No, I wish (laughs) I
0: Friends of Fox 23. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. Shane
2: Fox Hardware. Her hardware is gorgeous.
1: Yeah, so check it out. It's
2: beautiful. I'm going to take this topic because I am passionate about this one. Stair runners. So the carpet stair runner up a wooden set of stairs in an old house, does that make a difference to your ROI when you're looking to sell? I think it's worth getting this quoted. So when you see, first of all, a ratty stair runner that needs to be replaced, I definitely think you should consider switching it out. And Mm -hmm. if there is no stair runner and your stairs look a little bit dilapidated, I definitely think it's worth getting quoted and considering this. They're not inexpensive. So I think this is really where the price point of the home is going to alter your decision and which path you should take with this. If the stair runner is too expensive, and they often are, and I do love a good stair runner, I think the other consideration is painting the stairs and do like something like a piano stair. So you've got a black stair cap and then a white riser, and doing something like that so that you're giving a little bit of elegance and polish to stairs. Where you really do notice when stairs look like crap in a house. So you've got to do something, um, but you need to be mindful of budget. So
1: those are those are my yeah, thoughts. Yeah, it can really give a nice luxury residential feel yep. to a property. And if you've ever worn socks as a kid and <laughs> riding downstairs, you might appreciate the value of that as well from a
2: safety perspective. Yes. And you know what I, have... I feel like these make a big difference is in condo townhouses. Yes. Where the stairs always do not look like they're well done. And I feel like it can just finish. The, and there's a lot of stairs, obviously, in a condo townhouse because they're often stacked. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this makes a significant impact in that type of asset class. Ian, you're going to mention something.
0: I was just going to say one one comment and one question for you both. The comment is actually that uh, putting carpet down the stairs also changes the sound in the hallway. So footfalls are quieter, yeah. but also even just voice gets absorbed into that carpet too. So it can actually help make a home feel cozier because of the sound difference totally. it makes.
2: All right. This is a huge one. I also feel passionate about this. So I might also take on this from the random generator. Okay. When you are considering selling your house for sale, decluttering and packing your crap, it doesn't really cost anything. And you mm-hmm. do it because you're going to get the biggest ROI on doing this very thing. And this mm-hmm. is the thing sellers do not like to do and feel the most overwhelmed by and have no idea where to start. The
1: and seller, to the last seller, sellers, sellers,
2: sellers. Please, this is where you should be spending the majority of your time in your closets, in your basement, in your kitchen cabinets, and in your vanities, in your washroom. You get rid of every single thing you don't use. You donate, you get rid of, you sell it, you pack it up, and you send it to storage, and you declutter that house. I'm telling you right now, nothing is more distracting than looking at your stuff. And you're going to have to move anyways. So you might as well just get on it now. And I think this is something that sellers seem to forget. (laughs) I'm like, you are gonna have to do it eventually. So you might as well do it now. And so this is very, very hard for people who've been living in their homes for 30, 40, 50 years. Sometimes people own a lot of things that have value that are like kind of hard to get rid of, like a Persian rug, for example, or some like Royal Daltons that their parents gave them and some China, I understand that. And just get a storage locker and ship it over there if that's what you need to. But this is huge for your ROI.
1: Mm-hmm. 100%. And I think for me, listening to you, the keywords are people's stuff. People have so much stuff with their stuff that it's the last thing they want to do. The first thing they want to do is start breaking down walls <laughs> yes. and they want to grab like a sledgehammer and the, they want to, you know, call some contractors in and get some quotes and negotiate and get in there. The last, last <laughs> thing anyone wants to do is deal with their stuff. And there is a pun intended with that because people have so much stuff surrounding their stuff. <laughs> and so it's a real big issue. And it's usually what people are doing the last minute uh, because they just bought a place and now they're rushing to market and they're trying to get to market two weeks before the long weekend and they're having complete freak out. So mm-hmm. for people who are in that position, there are companies that you can hire who can help you uh, with your stuff physically. And then there are other types of people who can help you with your <laughs> stuff, other stuff, stuff, which is your stuff, <laughs> stuff. But this is where I think people, the real stress comes is how people are going to handle their Uh, Possessions and what they're going to do with them and where they're going to go. And, you know, uh, we can joke around, but it is very overwhelming thinking about, you know, packing up all of your belongings and where's it going to go. And there's so much attachments and just going through it. And it's almost to some degree like going through your life. And it's a reminder of so many things. Um, It can be very, very, very overwhelming. So uh, it's the last thing everybody wants to deal with on that list.
2: Or sure. Yeah, I totally mm-hmm. agree.
0: And I will just add that if you're an A-type personality doer, this is where we, as your selling agent, love you. If you're like, great, yeah. got it. And three days later, you call us and the whole place is cleaned up and it's all in a pod in some storage facility somewhere.
2: Hallelujah. You are a champion. Yeah. Yes. yeah, Client yeah. of so, the year.
1: Yeah, over the course of the year, we probably work with 50 or 60 sellers. And we have at Marin, and, and we do this, Internally, at the end of the year, best client award. And it's a very nuanced, structured award process (laughs) uh, based on many different profiles and events that occur during the process of selling a property. But I think one of the things that we have the most highest respect and awe for are the doers. And when we say doers, you know the the real issue or the real heart of it is the people who are able to move things and move through things and move through their stuff quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, yep,
2: it's true. Bonus points if it you is, can do that. We love our type oh, A's. Yeah. Type A's 100%. all the way.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: Okay, this is a really good one. Do you boys upgrade your appliance package? And should your appliances be working before you sell your property, Ralph?
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's why I gave it to you. <laughs> There's a delay on the video here, I think. Ralph, you wanna,
0: do you want to tag me in?
1: Yeah, I just, you know, I just,
2: I don't know why that question just annoys me. Okay, Ian.
0: Should you replace <laughs> your appliance package? Like, basically, yes. take all of your appliances and get rid of them and get all new appliances? Hmm. Uh, case by case basis. Okay. Again, I'm going to go back to that. Like, are we having a bit of an as-is? Is somebody likely to come along and redesign this kitchen and maybe tear a wall out? Is it going to be a waste of your money? How is it going to photograph? Can we find you a package, maybe gently used, secondhand? Switching them from almond or olive green to stainless steel, right? Like, it's what's the budget here, and and yeah. what's the what's the goal? So, may I'm going to say maybe.
2: Yep. on that. Okay. Um, I
0: agree with I would that. lean more into no but but maybe in certain cases yes. Should they all be working? Absolutely unless it is one of those as-is sales where the house is going to be torn down it doesn't really matter.
2: Exactly. Right? I'm so on the same or, page with you.
0: Or the buyer might be tearing that kitchen out and just trying to sell those appliances you put in there on kijiji next week anyway. Right. Right. Totally. So, yeah, case by case basis but try not to. Obviously that would be a Big expenditure, all new appliances. Yes,
1: I'm going to uh, add on to Ian's maybe with a really solid. It depends. <laughs> mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to say it depends on the type of property. Sometimes, if you're in a luxury property, there is inherent and applied value to say melee appliances, Wolf, Viking. Um, yeah, in, in certain neighborhoods and areas, it's almost something that's expected. It really depends on the property and the area. But generally speaking, uh, if everything's working and all the colors match and it's not disgusting, you know, circa, yeah, it's not disgusting and circa 2015, you should be good to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you do for a whole bunch of reasons, need to... You know, replace them, and you're not selling uh, a luxury property in Rosedale or a luxury condo in Yorkville. You could probably get away with a you know an LG package from Appliance Canada, uh, and and I think you would do just fine. Yeah,
2: Yeah. no one will be. We do see
1: we do see people concerned about microwaves. A lot of people have non-working microwaves or a microwave that then turns out never worked in the first place. Uh, We bought as um, realtors, the odd microwave uh, in our uh, in our
2: careers. So
1: that is something that does... Microwaves well.
2: and hood fans.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. I'm, Those are I'm also them. glad
0: that you brought up matching because sometimes somebody's been in a property for so long and they just replaced the dishwasher at some point. Like everything was... So you've got one white and one black and one stainless steel, right? So in a case like that, yes, let's go find you the, the remainder in stainless steel so that they all match. Yes.
2: Totally. Oh, yeah.
0: That's good that's key too.
2: See, you guys didn't want to answer the question, but you had such good responses.
0: No. Now we All can't right. shut up about it.
2: I know. Now you guys are like going on and on. We're <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> you, you know, I'll call you after the show. Yeah,
0: let's talk appliances tonight. Well, let's continue this conversation.
1: Yeah. Kind of I'll, meet you, oh I'll meet
0: you at Appliance Canada. Yeah. <laughs>
2: All right, this is a really good one.
1: When you call Appliance Canada, I just mentioned Ralph Fox. <laughs> yes, use a <laughs> discount Ralph
2: code, Ralph Fox.
1: Friends of Fox, yeah.
2: All right, this is a good one. Upgrading your lighting and your lighting fixtures. I'm going to actually take this on. Okay. Okay. Yes, yes, this, and this yes. very cool. No, I just... It is very me, but like if you're going to make a big significant difference to how your property looks and feels and the atmosphere of your property, and if you want your property to feel a little bit more luxe and less cheap, Mm
1: -hmm.
2: it's actually not that expensive to swap out your pot lights, for example. Make sure all the light bulbs match. Use a warmer light, not a cooler light. That's the first Mm -hmm. place to start. You can Effortlessly change out light fixtures and find some really good options, you know, at Home Depot or Lowe's that are fashion forward, that are not offensive, not tacky. Like, so swap out your ugly dining room chandelier that's been hanging there for 25 years, please. And these particular fixtures often are really captured in the photography. And to circle back with what Ian said in our initial comments, we really want to think about how everything photographs. The light fixtures really significantly impact what your marketing uh, photography looks like. So this is a 100% high on my list and it's easy to do. We often bring in an electrician for our selling clients to help with this very thing. Change your light bulbs, make sure everything's working and don't have like one of those, you know, Speaking of um, hood fans, you know, under cabinetry lighting where some of the lights are out, and you've never bothered replacing them or you have one light bulb out in your bathroom mirror light. Make sure everything's working. It aesthetically just adds to the atmosphere of your home. So this is a huge one for me.
1: You can have these great statement pieces that are still, you know, appeal to everybody and their taste, but yet they can really impact the space and really highlight If you have high ceilings, they can highlight the high ceilings. Or if you have like an older property, it can really kind of have a great juxtaposition with something a little newer or modern. So it's a great thing. And and you can go to CB2 and blow your brains out for $350 and make a really nice statement in your look.
0: I think most people know just how easy it is to swap out a light too, right? So yes, make the place look great for your photos. But the buyer is going to know that if even if they don't like that chandelier, it's a quick change. So do it for you for your pictures and then let it go.
2: And be done. I can't tell you
1: how many properties we've sold where the buyer wants our staging light fixtures. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, we send them to CB2. That's
0: <laughs> a good point. That's how much impact they have.
1: $350, Corey.
2: All right. You can spend so much more than $350 on a light fixture. That's why I'm laughing. Yeah. Like you can go in. Oh, yeah. You go. Up, oh, yeah. To like Caledonia Road and start shopping around up there. And I'm like, this yeah, light re- is so beautiful. I'm like, oh my God. This chandelier, I'm like, it's $10,000.
1: <laughs> you know what we just got in the mail? Uh, the Restoration Hardware uh, Summer Catalog. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's
2: just torturous. It is yeah. torturous. Yeah. Our stuff yeah. is so beautiful but like you look oh at the price and you're like, yeah. oh and this is in US dollars as well. <laughs> Shoot.
1: Shoot me in the head. Yeah. <laughs>
2: They, they know how to market those people they, over there. They
1: do a very good job. Yes, they mm-hmm. do. And talk mm-hmm. about good photography. Oh, yeah. Talk they're... about in need of a promo code. <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: Friends
2: we're of restoration. Members. Yeah. yeah
1: we're, we're members, but I don't know. Mine doesn't really feel really like really it. Not much, no. Yeah.
2: Okay. This is a good one. I'm going to toss this one to Ralph because I think we've talked about this in another episode. When you're getting your home ready for sale, does the smell matter? And will you get an ROI on smell?
1: oh my gosh, it's such a big thing. And it's one of the maxims that we have at Fox Marin is people buy an emotion and then they justify with logic afterwards. And when people walk into a space, you know, it's all sensory and it really is the experience of being in a space that really creates the connection to a space. And one of the best ways and worst ways to create or break that connection with a huge distraction, or even um, you know on the other side, something that could be really uplifting is scent. and so we've had many situations where we 've had to try and cover up smoking neighbors, try and stop people from being distracted by strong cooking odors when they walk into a house, and we 've buried the odd bath bomb uh, underneath a uh, sofa in our day and things like incense. I mean, but then you can go too far the other way and all of a sudden your house smells like glade pine forest. (laughs) And you've got a migraine at four seconds after walking into the property, which really defeats the purpose. And I think there are some agents who might learn from that, maybe uh, calm down on the glade. Um, But there are some really great ways to try and deal with it, but it's really important at best or in most cases to have a neutral Smelling home, although I personally have always been preferential to uh, warm, warm baked chocolate chip cookies. Oh yeah, you are.
2: Yeah, I like the fresh be. linen smell. Fresh yes, linen nice smell—that's the smell, especially
1: in the in the primary.
2: And also, this is where painting can come in handy because it can eliminate a lot of those like personal odors and give it that like new build smell, which is a neutral smell. So, um, huge sellers out there. One one. ROI on smell.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Those Glade air fresheners are like Axe body spray for your house. It's just (laughs) just awful. Just Just do not do do it. Just Just say say no. Don't do it. Yeah.
2: Okay, next one from the random generator. Ian, this one's for you. Home staging and ROI.
0: Home staging and ROI. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yes. Case by case basis, but I would say probably 80 to 90% of the time it does make sense to do it. Yes. Yes. Totally. And, and I have a lot more to say this. on that, but I don't want to get into, into it too deeply. So DM yeah. me later, viewers, if you want to find out more about my opinion about staging. Yeah, we could talk because about home staging Because we all have one as, on this
2: team. Totally. We could talk about yeah. home staging as an entire episode. But yes, mm-hmm. sellers mm-hmm. out there, home staging, for those of mm-hmm. you who do not feel like it makes a difference to the return on the sale of your home, you are wrong. Dead wrong. Yeah.
1: Unless, unless, as discussed earlier, your home is a situation where you've lived in it for 30, 60 years, 100 years, and all of a sudden it's like an estate sale or if it's a teardown. But anything in between, you know, there's either a full home staging or we do home styling, which is where you have a lot of great pieces or you aren't up for various reasons of doing a full stage. So we take what you have. And as Kathy, if you're listening, our stager likes to say, We judge your property, Mm -hmm. nice flowers, Mm -hmm. nice, I was going to say bidets, but I didn't mean bidets, but we could say nice... um, (laughs) Bookshelves. Yeah, like organized bookshelves and accoutrements Yeah, and all kinds of things that really help take your property from nice to gorgeous. Yeah. And it really, really matters. We've seen studies where they say that it can increase the value of your property from 15 to 30%. And we've definitely seen it on uh, the sales side of the business. And that's why we've built out an entire division dedicated to staging our properties because we feel it's that important and we cover it all completely in our costs and services because it is that important. And we don't want to outsource it because we don't trust anybody.
2: And outsourcing <laughs> is exceptionally expensive, by the way.
1: It is. Yeah, yeah, it is. like
2: yeah. Not that uh, stagers don't deserve the fees because it's, it's a huge investment to be a stager. Oh and we gosh. could talk about this forever, but it is exceptionally expensive to use a third-party stager. Mm -hmm. in the city. A good one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A shitty one from like 15 years ago, maybe not so much, but like a contemporary really good stager, not inexpensive. Mm -hmm. Okay. Random Generator has just pulled out a different topic to move us along from house staging to fixing those minor repairs before you go to market for your return on investment. Ian.
0: Yes, of course. Why wouldn't you? Unless, I mean, unless we're talking about Tearing down a wall, being a little repair, then yeah, I mean, get that plug that never worked. Get an electrician in to look at that. um, The leaky faucet. These are fix the screen right that the cat has been picking at and torn. Um, I'm trying to think of like all those little things. Yeah, the the knob that got torn off the the cabinet in the bathroom. You know, find a replacement. Um, All of these little things, of course, because what it is to a buyer, potential buyer, is distraction, right? They, they basically want to fall in love with your place and, and get emotional about it and not be like, which one was that? Oh, yeah, that was the one that had the damaged door on the bathroom cabinet, yeah right? That's not how you want to be remembered. You'd really like everything to be as flawless as possible.
1: It's yeah, you want the buyer to
2: have confidence in the property.
1: Exactly. 100%. The devil is in the details. And when a first-time buyer is walking through the property with their dad, and their dad is trying to tear the house apart, give them no reason to. Give them its low-lying fruit. Don't give anybody any reason to second-guess your property. And by having all of these little details looked after, it allows people to feel like the sellers or previous owners had taken amazing care of the property and it gives them far more confidence to offer on it and hopefully pay a premium. Yes. Yep.
2: I just selected one from the random generator, but I decided it was kind of boring. So I've moved on to something a little bit more exciting. Kind and Ralph, around. I'm going to toss this one to you. Bring it. These are your windows, your window treatments, and window cleaning. Not important. Really? I'm
1: just joking. Really oh. joking. These are all really important. Uh, I don't know. What do they say? Windows are the eyes to a home soul or something like that? It's super important. Uh, clean windows, number one. You need to be able to see outside <laughs> and again the ability to show the property at its highest and best. So super, super important. And properties uh, shoot best when the windows are uh, open or the the blinds or the window treatments are open and you can actually see outside the window unless you're looking into a building. But for most properties, it's really, really an important thing to do. And it allows for natural light to come in. it's, it's, It's such an important low cost. Uh, thing that you can do with prepping your home. And then, yeah, like depending upon your situation, uh, it can really be helpful to have, uh, window treatments that, uh, suit the, the, the style of your home. And, you know, there's nothing worse than seeing a beautiful property with, you know, 1970s slat Venetians, you know, yellow, Benetians, greasy Venetians. Yeah, yeah. 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 Exactly. So you want yellow, to be very thoughtful. <laughs> About uh, how you handle your window treatments, and you definitely want your windows to be as clean as possible uh, when going
2: to market. And you can always take the window treatments down and sell without window treatments. Like, mm-hmm. if you replacing them is exceptionally expensive, but take down the shitty curtain rod from, rod from IKEA and the drape that you bought there that you've moved from one university dorm to another, and rip it all down and just sell it without window treatments if if you just don't have the budget to replace with something a little bit more contemporary. We've done that many times and it's never been an issue, ever. All right, boys, I feel out of respect for our viewership, we have a lot more ideas from the random generator that I would love for us to get through. So I think we should move more to like a rapid fire just to protect everyone's time and investment into the podcast today. So I think I'm going to toss out a topic and to one of you and you get uh, to actually, you know what we'll do? We'll do a thumbs up or a thumbs down on each topic from both of you. And then you can each give me one sentence on each of them, Ralph particularly, because you tend to be the one that talks the longest.
1: That's why our editor loves me. (laughs) (laughs)
2: All right. So a thumbs up, thumbs down from the team, including me on these that yes, you're going to Make this investment or no, don't bother. And then if it's like a maybe, we can do a maybe sign. All right? And then one sentence from each of us. All right. Okay, are you ready? You're cleaning your eaves troughs before going to market. What is that, Ralph?
0: It's a sideways. It's a sideways though. I thought this was medium. You know what? Yes, if you can see them out the windows. That's my, okay. that's my one no. sentence. No, if it's January. No, if it's January.
2: Okay. Uh, new flooring in your home. Agreed. We all gone maybes for those yeah. who are listening yeah. that can't read their hand It's too, spe- oh, too yeah. specific,
0: case-by-case case basis.
1: It's amazing what you can do with a felt marker. True, and a little bit of filler with your flooring, and, and, tr- and uh, some and a really large carpet.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> area rugs. Yeah, hand railings. Oh, Ralph. Well, okay. So
1: I know, I know, they always get flagged by home inspectors and dads. So just it's not a it's not an expensive fix, especially like in a basement. Who cares? Get those get those railings. I think they're it's ugly. A really, it's a really simple thing to get a dad or home inspection off your back. For sure.
2: I think no. Uh, redoing your entryway.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: We're all Depends. maybes.
1: Depends. Yeah. We're
2: all maybes for those listening.
1: Uh, uh, your first impression when you walk in the door, super important. So there's different ways to approach it. But again... Depends on the home and situation. Yes.
2: Okay. Pre-list inspection. And then covering everything that pops up in the pre-list inspection. Yes. Double thumbs up and guns. Yeah. This is huge. Listeners, this is huge. We've all given it a thumbs up.
0: Also, I just want to add that uh, you don't necessarily need to fix everything you can fix in the inspection. It isn't necessarily a bad thing to just be like, yeah, that, that needs... You know, some somebody needs to do something with that. Like the
2: air conditioner is, is 17 years clean, old. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. If the inspection's too clean, it's a little suspicious. But if you can book a handyman in for half an hour or a morning yeah. and take five things off the list. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yep. And and viewers, if you know a good handyman for this type of thing, we're always looking for great handymen <laughs> for this very topic. Hard so, to come by. Yeah. So please yeah. send us their names because we're always looking for great people.
1: Just slide into Ian Busher's BS. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Shoot me their contact details. details.
1: Yeah,
0: we'd yeah, love to hear from you.
2: All right, this is a good one. So this might be difficult to do a thumbs up, thumbs down. When we're looking at structural things like cracks, masonry, foundation, leaks, dampness in the basement, do you spend money correcting these things before you go to market? It depends. <laughs>
0: Depends. It depends. Depends. Yeah.
2: It depends. it depends. This is a complicated one. Again, we could yeah. spend a whole episode talking about structural yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So
2: we'll leave that for another time. Viewers, anybody but I
1: will I will say it's really important to understand what the issues are. And then once they've been outlined and you understand them, then you can figure out how best to address given the property market and situation.
0: Yes. Yeah. It may really may just advice. be best to just disclose it. Yeah.
1: Yep. It's always best to disclose. Yep.
0: Yeah.
2: Okay, outdoor painting, staining, or just simply painting your front door, does the curb appeal when it comes to paint and stain make a difference for sellers ROI? Mostly. Mostly. I am a big front door painter guy. Oh my God, me too. Huge. Love it. Stain depends on the time of year, and then yeah. it really just depends on the house, the price point. Where it sits on the street and who the neighbors are, and like how it's going to photograph. So I think it really depends. All right, yeah. We're moving on rapid fire. Is our jam?
0: Time time of year. Sometimes it's just not something you can do. Selling in February, right? So yeah.
2: All right. This one's an easy one. Rapid fire. Here we go. Deep cleaning. Spend the money, people. Spend the money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Minor electrical work.
0: Any thoughts? No. Not, not even a question. Yeah.
2: We all electricians.
0: Said yes. yes, electricians are, are not that expensive. Many of them will do a quick service call to fix any issues you've got.
1: Or Almost every single inspection report has a GFI that needs to be fixed, mm-hmm. which is that button right in the middle of a receptacle. Um, so just get your GFI fix, get your GFI game on yep. and uh, get those small little things rectified so you can keep, yep. you get, can get your, dad, get uh, your, uh,
0: get your electrician to take that double tap out and then get it out of the inspection, uh, right? Those
1: double taps.
0: Double taps. Crazy. If you don't and know what we'll, a double tap is, DM me and I'll explain it to you because this is rapid fire. We don't have time for that here.
2: I'm saying your electrician is going to be there swapping out your light fixtures anyways. Yeah. So let's just yeah. get to work. All right. This is also uh, a easy rapid fire. Apply a fresh coat of paint and or do accent walls. Guys, right. viewers, this is like a thumbs up on crack over here.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is like, a lot of
2: thumbs up actions going on. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Your investment yeah. there is well worthwhile. Yeah.
2: Okay. This is the last one. All right. Uh, Improving curb appeal with landscaping.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm for it, but I think cheap and cheerful.
2: Mm, Me too. So I'm a maybe. I love it. But yeah, it has to be cheap and cheerful. Specific to the property.
1: Landscaping is like a blank. I was about to say check. So I'm going to say a blank line of credit waiting to be spent because it's just you can go down a very deep rabbit hole but definitely cleaning things up and and putting your best foot forward if you can do it at a reasonable price do it yeah
0: Yeah. time of year get rid of the leaves get rid of the snow right if if you've got snow you don't really have to worry about the landscaping as much but yeah cut that grass right trim the tree back
1: like mm-hmm. Ian is my listing hero for going out and shoveling clients snow during snowstorms and before open houses. Like that makes a huge difference. And other yep. than your back, it really doesn't cost too much. Mhm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> shovel out my own place and then go to
0: my listings and shovel those yeah. out too for the buyers yep. that are coming with their agents so they can freely get to the front door without hassle, without wet pants and shoes.
2: Yeah, and you get it's, a workout yeah, done. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you got to work that's out awesome. it. there,
2: so Just to close off rapid fire, I have a closing question for you. If you were working with a seller that had a limited budget, let's say between $5,000 and $10,000 to prepare their home for sale, mm-hmm. what would be your advice? And where would you steer your selling client in terms of what to spend on to prep the home? So I'd love to start if that's okay.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
2: So I really strongly feel that the number one place for them to spend their time and resources is on decluttering, packing, organizing, and storage solutions. That's huge. So that's an investment heart and soul, not necessarily financial. Uh, Painting your home top to bottom with a fresh coat of paint preferably white or something very neutral. And that will help with like some of the other stuff too. Like it's the smell, for example, and that first impression and the atmosphere and the entryway, like that covers off a lot of our other topics with a fresh coat of paint. And then I would also recommend working with a broker or broker team that offers staging and styling services as part of her commission package. I cannot think of a better ROI in terms of this particular partnership and those services they may or may not offer. You 100% want to explore your options with this. This is going to give you a massive bang for your buck and a huge return on your sale and you will net-net. Um, a higher amount at the end of the day. So those are my top tips with working with sellers with limited budgets.
1: Ralph? Awesome. Um, all of yours were actually really good. I know. So That's why, my why I wanted to go first. Yeah, she she, didn't, she yeah. didn't leave us uh, anything. She yeah. didn't leave us no, anything. No, you didn't leave yeah. me too much. But um, easy, easy wins are backsplashes, not very expensive, mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. change the whole look and feel, or modernize a kitchen very, very quickly. In conjunction with backsplashes, I'm going to say tiles and grout. That oh. is such a thing. Like when you go into a bathroom and you're like, you see like mold, and you're like, oh, how would I ever shower here? That's disgusting. Yeah, I put my bare foot down there. <laughs> that could break a sale right there. Yeah, um, really, really could. So uh, anything to do with grout or tiles, I'd really be looking at doing. And, and generally, they're not too expensive. Uh, and I'll go back to hardware and Shane Fox Hardware as well is. Little plug, Shane, if you're watching, but um, having that little way to spruce up yes. the kitchen, not very expensive, can take really, really old boxes and modernize them. Uh, and then if you can paint them, if you're already painting your home as well, if you can paint, you know, as Corey was saying, really, really nice bottoms, jazzed up with really nice hardware, with a great backsplash, you've redone a kitchen. I've seen so many studies that show the best way to add value or the best ROI you can get is on your kitchen. And when I say ROI, I'm not talking just about real estate. I'm talking about in the entire scope of the investment world, Bitcoin included, (laughs) if you you can upgrade that kitchen and do it in a leveraged,
2: intelligent way, you can do really well. I like the fact that you said jazzed up. That was my favorite part of that. He didn't do the jazz hands at the same time.
1: Jazz. I know. On. Yeah. 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 Just I get jazz to go. That cool. might hold a little weight with the panel here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ian, would you like to add anything in terms of sellers working on a limited budget prepping their home for sale?
1: Yeah,
0: I was I was making a quick list here. I'm gonna do my own rapid fire round here. And this is doubling down on some of the things. First up, I would say do your um pre-list inspection. Give yourself some time with that to yes. contemplate what you can do, who you can book. So Get a pre-list inspection done a couple of weeks ahead. Fix things. Store your stuff. Clean. Like, pay for storage. Get it out of the way. Don't put it in the garage because I'm going to go look at the garage too. (laughs) Go store it on, like, some other site. Uh, Clean everything, including the windows. Get the windows professionally cleaned. That helps. Paint. Obviously, paint anything that needs painting. Uh, Lighting, which we already talked about, right? Mm -hmm. Invest in some good lighting. And uh, outdoor prep, right? Find, like... It, depending on the time of year, of course, but find somebody who can do that little bit of landscape zhuzhing for you, right? And don't do that part yourself. If if you've got the budget for it, find somebody who can come in and give you some mulch, flowers, little trees and shrubs. Put a, Set aside a little money for
2: that too. Yeah, I love those ideas. These are huge. Yeah, I'm so
1: sad I never thought about mulch. I was talking about landscaping earlier. Mulch is like, it's the greatest, cheapest, Yep. Way of covering up or fixing up the outside appearance of your mm-hmm. home. And
2: black mulch looks so good compared oh, to red mulch. Yeah. It's harder to find the black mulch, but it looks so good. And it
1: changes mm-hmm. colors, but that's something for the new buyer Yeah, it
2: eventually turns gray, but like when you're yeah. selling it, it looks it really takes. nice. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I <laughs> oh, love that black it mulch. It really pops in photos
0: too. It in looks great. So yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Who knew we were a black mulch fans, but we are. There you go. That's your major takeaway, viewers black mulch. All right, Ian, would you like to close us out?
0: Yeah, we've taken quite a journey today through the avenues of property value improvement, exploring the finer points of how you make your home shine brighter in Toronto's bustling property market. From making those vital repairs and improvements to sprucing up your curb appeal or capitalizing on the energy efficient trend, we've looked at some of the top strategies that can truly help your property stand out and command the highest price it deserves. That's a wrap for today's episode. Stay tuned for our next discussion where we continue to unpack hot topics in today's Toronto real estate market. Till then, keep investing, enhancing, and transforming spaces into homes. Corey, Mm -hmm. what should people do?
2: They should contact us. We're nice.
0: We are nice. Ralph, what should people do right now before they contact us?
1: Well, I think the most important thing is to smash that subscribe button down (laughs) below. And if you like what you're hearing or seeing, click on the like. I love Mm -hmm. it.
0: Yeah. Send us your thoughts and comments and we look forward to hearing from you. Thanks, everybody.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye, everyone.